Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is Scott Scott Podcast and today I'm joined by Matthew Templeton. How are we? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm not too bad, mate. So, Matthew, uh, it was an eventful night last night in the SPFL. A big win for Kilmarnock over Rangers. Don't think anyone's seen that one coming. Uh, Kilmarnock no. beat Rangers 2-1, mate. Um, it has to be said, it was a really poor performance from Rangers, wasn't it? Mate, we were absolutely shocking, to say the least. Um, for the first 15 to 20 minutes, we were good. When they equalised, it was just total downhill from there. Yeah, I know, mate. I, as you were saying, the first 20 minutes were actually in control. We were playing some decent football. Uh, we looked the dominant team. Uh, Jermaine Defoe scoring his debut. Nice to be tapping. Then Morelos hit the post. Then Joe Worrell comes along. And uh, what was Joe Worrell doing? What an absolute horror of a mistake from Joe Worrell. Horrendous. It was absolutely unforgivable. And, well, like, I've gave him stick every single game practically this season apart from the old farm which I thought he was absolutely immense in he was okay in Europe though I will give him that bro he was okay in Europe right but see considering the fact that in the last pod we gave Joe Worrell so much praise and we were hoping that he was going to be able to build on the old farm performance because that day he was phenomenal right my god he just goes and does that in the Kilmarnock game horrendous I know and it was just it's I I don't understand it like he had all the space in the world right and then he kind of panics, turns around, tries to pass it back to McGregor. Then Eamon Brophy's in on goal. And there's not much McGregor could do about that. Um, but I, I don't understand. Like, I don't have time in the ball. Just fucking... If, you're, if you don't want to do with it, just put up the pitch or something. Don't dilly-dally with it in a dangerous area. And, you know, Brophy, Kilmarnock, when they see the opportunity, they like to press you. And that's exactly what they've done and paid the ultimate price for it. Yeah, exactly. You cannot give Brophy any opportunity whatsoever and Joe Worrell come on he should know better what was he thinking that is one of the worst mistakes I've seen this season and right after that mate that just set the tone for the uh, the rest of the game for Rangers that shook Rangers and we just could not recover from it whatsoever right after that when it was one each Rangers were done that's what Rangers were hopeless after that and we just could not get going after that and Joe Worrell right after that as well mate he was a nervous wreck he was a shambles like he that he had an absolute shocker I would have took him off at half time I'm surprised uh, Stevie G never. 100% would have taken him off a half I remember he passed it back to McGregor. And yeah, it nearly went in, but it right. nearly went in. I was like, oh my goodness, he was having an absolute nightmare. Like, how he stayed on it, I don't know. And I remember Gerard stayed after the game, like, it's um, uncharacteristic for um, Morrow to play square balls. That's what he does all the time. He never plays a forward ball. He really doesn't. He always passes it to McCauley or to Halliday or whatever who's ever outweighed of him. He never barely passes it forward. And I have to say as well, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think McCauley was pretty poor as well. He was, yeah. McCauley was poor. Um, McCauley and Worrell just do not work well together whatsoever. Goldson was a big miss last night. He was. And even though I have defended Joe Worrell uh, in the past at times, right... But I've never came out and said, oh, yeah, he's a phenomenal player, right? I always thought uh, he's a decent player, right? But I think it's timing for him to get dropped. We need to develop our own, and Big Katic needs to come back into the team. I felt as though um, like Katic and Goldson were a very solid partnership. They work well together, and I think it's time we bring that partnership back. I think so. Um, obviously, we've got Worrell on loan, and we're developing... Like you said, we're developing that player, but we've bought Katic, he's our player, we're not developing him, we're developing 
Someone else's player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, and Waro's going to be away at the end of the season as well, mate. Waro's gone after the, the season. You yeah, know? he's not coming back, no chance. Yeah. Um, and so, if he's going at the end of the season, it's like the kind of home run now um, until the end of the season. Play your own player. Go back to Goldson and Katic, like you said. Or even even if he doesn't like your Katic or Tans, Macaulay and Goldson, that was working as well. But just do not play Waro. He is he's abysmal. Yeah, it seems like he only turns up in Europe and for old fun games. That's what it seems like. It you know? seems like it. And yeah. you need to turn up for every single game if you're going to take a chance for the title yeah absolutely agree and obviously we were talking last night we were texting each other about obviously the system we were playing the the four four two diamond it simply was not working last night at all um, I'm all for changing the system from time to time or whatever right but do not Stevie G, needs to, Stevie G needs to take a lot of blame for last night's result because you do not experiment a new system against Kilmarnock at Rugby Park especially considering how well the been playing this season that was a, a really poor judgement call from Stevie G changing the system when he did last night and he should have changed it up much earlier in the game because it was not working right he should have changed it up at half time he should have brought on Candace right we, it's, see if you're going to play Defoe and Morelos up top you need to at least play them with wingers right it needs to be a 4-4-2 with wingers right Candace out right Kent out left but yeah, he never done that. He only changed the system up when Kilmarnock scored, which was really poor from Stevie G. You know me and you love Stevie G, and we think he's got huge potential to do well at Rangers, but last night, he needs to take a big chunk of the blame. He does. Like, obviously, like you said, like you bring Defoe and Davis in, obviously they're, they're born loans from Premier League clubs, they're fantastic players, right? But they might not be up to fitness yet, and like you said, you don't, experiment in a game like that you go with what you know you stick with the same team that beat Celtic three weeks ago obviously Goldson's injured so you bring in Catholics in my opinion um, and obviously I played kind of the same team but a different system um, it's, it's totally unfair I think of McCrory and Candace to get dropped McCrory was absolutely he was phenomenal, yeah. He, he bossed that midfield, mate, and the midfield last night was non-existent. It really was. But I honestly, seeing that whole team, I can't give anyone pass marks. Um, Defoe, obviously, he got his goal, which was really good to see. Classic coach yeah, finish, nothing. yeah. But Defoe wasn't getting a lot of service, right? And see us playing that diamond when we're playing it through the middle. We're too, uh, we're too predictable, and we were playing right into Kamarnock's hands. And see when we're playing with wingers, we're much more of a threat, and we've got much more of a chance of scoring a goal. And you yeah, like because exactly. see when we've got Candace and Kent out wide see the fullbacks they're not able to deal with them you know and you've seen what Ryan Kent done to Lustig in that old firm game turned them inside out so exactly. yeah Stevie G really got it wrong last night I was stunned when he didn't change it up earlier on in the game I was, I was screaming out for him I was like this diamond is not working he needs to change it you know and what I would have done was Probably at half time took off Warrell, right? Because he was sitting half right. I will say this about Warrell actually. In fact, I take that back. Second half, he didn't really, he like he got through the second half. I'll say that right. He didn't make any mistakes really in the second half. He got through it. That's all I'll say, right? So at half time, I probably would have, um, like obviously brought on Candace. I would have took off, um, Davis because Davis was very very quiet last night, um, but he did take off Davis later on in the game. Uh, but yeah, I can definitely see your point. Yeah, I thought it was quite harsh on um, obviously McCory and Candace getting dropped considering how well they played uh, in the old firm game in uh, the 29th. Exactly, like you don't, they have to end their place, you don't automatically get a starting place. Like, and obviously, they're, 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 they're fantastic players, right? Candace, McCrory, they, they've earned their spot, they've been fantastic. You can't just come into a team, change the system for them. 
shouldn't work like that. And I just want to touch on Ryan Jack as well. Obviously, he got his goal against Celtic. Um, fantastic um, time to get his first goal for Rangers. But the amount of times he gave the ball away um, last night, I counted at least five times he gave the ball away. He was very poor, and that's not the, the level we expect from Ryan Jack. He's usually our most consistent player. Um, but he gave the ball away so many times. It was yeah. so frustrating. Like He was playing balls across the field or, or like square balls and just get intercepted or was going straight to a commander player and it was so frustrating because we know how consistent he is but yeah. the fact is he gave the ball away so many times I just, it was so annoying yeah it was very unlike him mate and um, just nobody turned up nobody turned up no. and even Morelos Morelos was poor as well um, looked a shell of his former self so he did and I, I was absolutely stunned at that performance mate I really was. I did not see that coming because when Defoe scored, I was like, okay, we're going to kick on here. I think we've got this in the bag. And then well, obviously Warrell makes that mistake. Then we go into second half, we were even worse. Then of all people, mate, of all people, Jordan Jones scores mm-hmm. against us. And yes, McGregor probably should have done better. But obviously Ryan Kent gave possession away. And he was another guy didn't have a good game. But Jordan Jones, he, he was very professional last night. He'd done his job. He had a good game. And there was a lot of uh, debate, so there was a lot about, um, obviously, Jordan Jones starting against Rangers. A lot of people are saying, oh, that wasn't the right call. Is Jordan Jones going to be really committed to command against his future employers? Um, I think he definitely was, mate. So he had a good game and he took his finish well. So, um, the great finish? Yeah, um, it was. But what I say, obviously, McGregor, we've honestly sang his praises all season. He's been basically had no criticism, but I think he has to take quite a lot of criticism for that goal. Yeah. should not be getting beat at that range. And it wasn't like it was an amazing shot. It was like kind of into the bottom corner. He even got a touch on it. If he was doing it earlier, he would have saved that. It's not like it was in the top corner. It was like an amazing strike. It was along the ground. He saw it all the way. Um, he should have really been doing better with that. And that's so unlike McGregor. Um, but yeah, come back to Jones. Obviously, you were oh, oh, sorry. To, oh, sorry, I just want to mention something, mate, about Macaulay. I think Macaulay should have done better because Macaulay completely stood off Jones and yeah. let him get that free shot. Got you know. Yeah, and uh, as I was saying, fair play to Jones. He took his chance and he, he took it well. But McGregor should have done better. But yes, uh, continue, mate, on your your point about Jones. Yeah, you were saying obviously we were saying you were saying for the match. Uh, like I'm not sure if it's right to, to start him, and I was thinking no, quite rightly so to start him. He's a harmonic player. Um, they have a right to play him. He's still their player. And if Steve Clark thinks he's going to give the best. Um, he has every right to play him and he did and he scored and obviously after he got his goal we up to Clark to show his appreciation to, to mm-hmm. show appreciation and respect for him and I, I quite um, you, can't, you can't blame him for that um, but if he does the one plus can take if, take if he plays like that he does for Rangers we've got a fantastic player yeah absolutely agree mate yeah and uh, Ryan Kent mate he it's not a number 10, simple as, mate. Um, He's not. Yeah, because he, he was the guy who gave the ball away, obviously, as I was just saying, right, for uh, Jordan Jones' goal. But he is not comfortable playing that number 10 role. His position is a left winger, simple as. It is, and I thought, Ken, I thought he was probably one of our best players last night. What I noticed was he kept drifting out to the left, whether he had a top to do that, or it was just natural. But, and yeah, he just kept drifting out to the left. That's what he wants to be. That's what he's most effective when he's... Run at players from kind of deep on the wing, uh, panicking, and then he does his wee kind of move his hips, whatever, does a wee trick, mm-hmm. uh, gets past his player and sets up a goal or scores a goal himself. But he's not number 10, he's not a creative, he is creative from the wide, like when he can run at players, like I said, and get balls in the box. Yeah, he's, he's not just not comfortable playing that number 10. Yeah. 
No, yeah, absolutely agree, mate. Um, but a lot of people are thinking, I mean, a lot of Rangers fans are saying, oh, that's title race done now, that's it, season's over. I don't buy into that, mate. There's still plenty of points to play for. There's two old form games to go. But in January, um, the, the league finishes in May. And if Celtic win their game in hand, they'll go six points clear. Mate, that's not impossible at all, mate. There's still, there's still a long, long way to go. And bearing in mind as well, mate, Kilmarnock beat Celtic as well this season at Rugby Park. So, yeah, the title race is still on, mate. It definitely is. And Kilmarnock are in the race as well, absolutely. But um, exactly. Ra- Rangers are definitely still in it, mate. That's uh, for damn sure. I mean, I think we're still in it, but I just I think it's going to be very tough. You know, like six points this stage in the season is a pretty big gap at this point in the season um, and obviously Kamara are ahead of us now and they're not being talked about realistic champions but we are I think that's slightly unfair on Kamara if I'm being honest yeah, come on, have a, they've had a great season mate they're, like, they're definitely in, like, in contention they'll be, you can't rule them out it'll be very you'll be delusional to rule them out if I'm being honest because they're I mean, right up there they are because I mean, they beat both of them this season so they have every right to think they can at least challenge uh, Celtic exactly and I mean over 2018, but right now, last night, they didn't miss him at all. Yeah, I, I know. I, yeah, I could not agree more, mate. Um, Kilmarnock, though, we'll move on to them. They were phenomenal, so they were. Like, I wouldn't say they were like phenomenal. I'm talking about phenomenal in the sense of how well organised they were. Like, they didn't do anything spectacular, mate, right? They didn't really cause Rangers a whole lot of, pro- uh, a whole lot of problems, let's be honest, right? But they were so well drilled, so well organised, so difficult to break down. Defensively, they were superb also. Honestly, we rave about Steve Clark all the time. He should be managing in the EPL. Kilmarnock are punching well above their weight, mate, having a guy like Steve Clark at the helm. Uh, definitely, and obviously, they'll reap the rewards for as long as he's there. Like As long as he's there, they're a top three club, in my opinion. They're a top four. Um, and like you said, he's, he, every player knows that they're, they're so well drilled, and obviously that helps me have worked with the likes of Mourinho for years. Um, one of the best managers um, in the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. And it, yeah, it has to be said, mate, it has to be said, like, Kamarnock's midfield with Gary Dicker, I, honestly, mate, he was so dominant in that midfield. He, like, the whole the whole Kamarnock midfield bossed our midfield completely. Yep. So they did. And I mean, even their defence, like, Big Finley had a really good game and so did uh, Boyd. Boyd. Yeah, exactly. They were just so solid throughout the whole game and it just shows you, like, they're a very, very hard-working team, you know. They, they work so, so hard. They're, they haven't got a lot of, uh, like, I would say, real standout flair players, if you know what I'm saying, right? They, play, they don't do anything spectacular, but they work hard. They play as a team. There's no individuals in that team. They play as a, a team, and they know what they all have to do. They follow instructions, and they follow the game plan extremely well. Definitely, I think... Eamon Brophy's been talked about getting a Scotland call up. I think he hundred percent deserves one. Um, he's been a means in this season, and it's like Jason Cummins in the past has got a call up, and we're kind of lacking the striker area at the moment. Eamon Brophy, why not give him a chance? Yeah, it's definitely worth a punt, mate. He's on form. He's in confidence. He's going to have a lot of suitors when it comes to uh, 
July time in the summer. So yeah, like he's had a phenomenal season. Uh, so he has, and as we were saying about Greg Stewart, we were thinking, oh, that's, that's a, that could be a big loss for uh, Kamara, obviously, him choosing, choosing to go back to Aberdeen. But I, I think they'll be okay if they've got a big brophy and they continue this good run of form and play the way they did last night. I think Kamara will be just fine, mate. I think they'll be just yeah, fine. Definitely. They'll, they'll be in the top three, I think. I think they'll pip Aberdeen to that top three spot. Uh, I think the top three is obviously Celtic Rangers and Kamara, not that order necessarily. Um, but I think Aberdeen won't kind of break into that. Um, obviously, they're like a point or two behind. Um, but come on, they're just so well drilled. They're so, like you said, they've got that quality. And if the Ryan and Brophy, Jones can make it, maybe pluck him with a few goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe some from midfield as well. Yeah. As long as they keep getting results, keep doing what they're doing, I think top three, 100%. Yeah, and even when you look at the bench, they've got, they've got Rory McKenzie, he's got a bit of pace yeah. about him, he's really good out the flank, and they've got Kilty as well. If like That's the thing, if Jones gets hurt, they've got McKenzie and Kilty on the bench, who've got a bit of pace, they've got a great right, final ball. Chris Boyd, yeah, Chris Boyd, yeah, exactly. We all know how good Boyd is in six-yard box, get that guy's service, in the six-yard box, he'll put it away for you. So, yeah, like I think Kelly will be just fine, mate, and there's I, I'm going to say it now, they will be getting European football next year, that's for sure. 100%, and they definitely deserve it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do in Europe, but also looking a bit ahead now, because someone might be out in the summer and that. It'll be interesting to see how they do in Europe, if they continue that kind of hard work and plan, if teams in Europe can maybe break them down. Yeah, and see if they keep a hold of Steve Clark, mate. That's a big, big plan. Yeah, they will be absolutely fine, mate. They will be continuing to get better and better if they've got that top manager still at the helm. But yeah, right before we move on uh, from Rangers, mate, um, there's a lot of speculation going around about Alfredo Morelos. Um, Morelos is obviously like if I move away. Um, what, what French team is that again? Is it Nice? Uh, nice, uh, yeah, Nice. Uh, yeah, Nice apparently want Alfredo Morelos for around £12 million, apparently. I heard it was eight. It might have been up to 12 now, yeah. but I think the, I, the player's happy... And Gerard is very adamant that he's not leaving. Like obviously, every player's got a price. I think Gerard's quite confident, quite adamant. He's not going anywhere. Maybe in the summer, but just now, no. No, chance. we cannot afford to sell Alfredo Morelos right now. Um, so there's a lot of people thinking we should uh, sell Morelos right and uh, and use the funds of Morelos to get more signings in or get a number 10. Me personally, mate, I don't think we nah. need to get any more signings in. Um, I know we're meant to be getting this American boy. Yeah, uh, that that, poster, yeah. Yeah, that trialist. Um, I think he's a, a midfielder. Yeah, if I'm uh, correct, yeah. Hey, is it? I think he can play right back and midfield. All oh, right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there's a few people. Trial. There's a few people actually saying that it's like should be someone else and bring in a number ten. Me personally, I don't think we need a number ten. I don't think we should ever play the diamond with this team for the rest of the season. It just nah, simply does not work. work. I'm all well, as I was saying earlier. I'm all for maybe experimenting, you know, a new system, but don't do it against teams like Kamarnock. You know, just stick to what we know. If you want to play two, uh, two up top. Right, go four four two with two wingers. Gendeus out right, Kent out left. Go with that then, right? But yeah, I I, I don't think we should we should sell Morelos whatsoever. We nah, should not. No chance. But going into the game this Sunday, mate, um, against Livingston, what system would you play? Yeah, uh, I would play a four four two. I would play a four four two as well. Or yeah, that means one of the midfielders is going to be dropped. Who are you going to drop? Uh, I would personally. Uh, I would probably maybe, drop. Maybe drop Arfield. Me personally, I would drop Davis just only because, right, that, this is my issue, right? In fact, this is my issue, right? Because you know how Livingston's pitch is horrendous, right? It is a shocker of a pitch. Um, I don't feel comfortable starting Davis on that, right? 
because he's obviously played a big chunk of the game on uh, on Wednesday. Right, that's a plastic pitch. And then he's going to play play on another plastic pitch, which is even worse on Sunday. So I'm a wee bit worried about that. I don't want him to pick up any injuries. So I wouldn't start Davis. I would go a four four two. So I would with the four and Morelos up top, Candace out right, Kent out left, midfield Ryan Jack in our field, then right back Tav, obviously two centre halves. Uh, Golden's out for, uh, for a wee bit right now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's got uh, a uh, I would go, uh, foot problem. All right. Um, I would go Katic and uh, McCauley, then out left back. I would go Halliday, and then obviously in goals big McGregor. So that would be my teammate four four two. Uh, I think your one would be the exact same. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'll go McGregor, Halliday, Katic, McCauley, Tav, um, Candias, Jack, um, Jack or Arthur yeah, Davis. Uh, yeah, I'll go for Arfield. Um, yeah, same team as yours, yeah. Mm. That's fair enough. I mean, we'll obviously uh, touch on the rangers Levy game later on when, at the end of the podcast when we're doing predictions for the upcoming games this weekend. But we'll move on uh, from Rangers, mate, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Hearts. Hearts yep. a shocker, mate, last night. Absolute shocker. Um, Dundee beat Hearts 2-1 at Tynecastle. And, jeez, old Craig Levine, Craig Levine is definitely making the headlines again. He is, obviously, he's taking that, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, um, David Van, uh, Vanek. Yeah, yeah David Vanek, yeah. That David Vanek obviously signed for Hearts uh, in the January, January window. That was uh, his second appearance for Hearts. And Craig Levine took him off after 34 minutes. So he did. And Levine came out after the game and said he was rubbish. So, yeah. in my opinion, mate, that is... Uh, yeah, I think that's poor management from Levine. The guy just came to the club. Uh, what a way to make him feel welcome. Taking him off in the first 30 minutes. And after the game, you come out and say he's rubbish. That's going to do his confidence wonders, isn't it? <laughs> I know, and I, I think Levine's not happy with the shape he's come in. He's... He's came back unfit. Apparently, it seems like he's taken a wee break since obviously the Czech League finished in November. Then he's had two months kind of off it away from it. And Levine's not happy, not used that time to keep fit, keep active. Um, and he's just came back not fit. And that's what Levine that I don't think he's happy about because when he played the game, he, he seemed a yard off. But he's going to think be a yard off. But he didn't come out and do that. He's, that's something you do behind doors, try and get them motivated, get them fit. You don't come out and say, oh, he's rubbish. That's just. That's yeah. shocking. Yeah, exactly. Like, see if you're going to take him off, take him off at half-time, right? Don't embarrass a guy in his second game, right, at Tynecastle. He's setting appearance for the club and take him off at the 34th minute. Come on, don't humiliate him like that, you know? Take him off at half-time if he's having a bad game and say, right, you're not really up to it tonight, blah, blah, blah. Don't take him off the way he did, right? But Levine, he's, he's uh, no holds barred right now, mate. So he is, uh, right after the game, he also said that he's willing to drop... Sorry, I don't know what happened there, mate. It was a wee some technical technical uh, difficulties, technical but yeah, um, that that's the thing. Levine knows who's bar right now. He's, he came out and said that he's willing to drop four or five players as well. He was not happy with that performance whatsoever, and quite rightly so, mate. It was not a good performance from Hearts, mate. It was not. They were lucky to even get a goal, and it was an own goal. It was. They were very fortunate. It was that only was like they were very fortunate to, to, like to even get in the score sheet. <laughs> They were like Dundee, but they're brilliant. I think Dundee are starting to kind of get some points together, get obviously get good form, and it was a horrid, horrible deflection, and there's not much they could do about it. It's not as if Hearts scored a good goal or it was like like um just goal. Yeah, it's just a, it was a massive deflection, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I would put that down as an own goal. Yeah, no, it's definitely an own goal. Like there was no way that was on target. Obviously, hit off the 
the, the Dundee players' head went into the net. Um, and I was like, um, Dundee, that van check, he obviously gave the ball away and Dundee scored, and I can understand that, but Dundee, take no credit away from them, they were absolutely brilliant. Yeah, they were. They deserve that. It was a big, big result for them, and also that took them off uh, bottom of the league. Yep, St Mirren are bottom now. Yep, and it also made this is quite a worrying thing for Hearts, I think. Right. How reliant they are on Stephen Naismith. I think it's extremely alarming how much they rely on Stephen Naismith. That is not good whatsoever. Because when Stephen Naismith is not in that Hearts team, Hearts just do not take they do not play well and that's very alarming. That's they need to get that addressed pronto they do. Because relying on Stephen Naismith for uh, your team to do well not good no it's not you can't rely on one player um, there's a lot of players on the pitch that you need to rely on That's you, it's a team game you can't have one player um, McLean he's, he's, he's passed it he's not, he's not I mean he's not front is he no he's not uh, he's not Ekpiezu I think he's still injured isn't he hmm? I think Ekpiezu is still injured yes yes yeah, yeah um, so obviously they've brought that new striker in um, and he obviously not wasn't to the market so they need, they need to address that yeah. in Toronto because obviously since this, the major start they've had um, it's turned into a shocker of the season yeah exactly I'm quite surprised that both Edinburgh clubs in fact because we were saying right they'll be right in contention for the top four and by the looks of it mate Hearts are just they'll make the top six yeah but they're not going to be in the top four this season I, I just don't see it I don't see them being in the top four and Hibs as well Hibs will be lucky to be in the top six right now. They're seven points off the top six. I know. Hibs are absolutely dreadful at the moment. Um, and uh, and Kimberry's been really poor this season. He's not. He's a shell of his former self. Lens even said that, you know. And Hibs this season, right? It's weird to think they've obviously they beat Celtic comfortably at Easter Road this season, right? Beat them comfortably, right? They're just, but they just can't seem to get a good run of wins uh, together. They're just far too inconsistent, and it's been an issue for them all season, you know. And Lens said it last night. We're not the same team we were. We once were last season. We're not. We're a shell of our former selves. And yes, I've got Ryan Golden, right? That That's a plus for them. But I don't think he's going to be the be-all and end-all, you know? He is not going to be able to carry Hibs in that top six. He's not going to be able no. to carry them this season. He's not going to be their go-to guy by the looks of it. Yeah, he'll play a part in it, but he won't be their main man like the way Naismith is for Hearts. Nah, no chance. Um, he's always still what he's... Yeah, it, it, like, see this football Hibs have been playing this season, it's been really poor. Like, it has been, it's been really poor. It's not been good to watch. Last year, 
I thought, I want, in my opinion, they were the best team to watch when it came to yeah. attacking free flowing football. They were unbelievable to watch this season. They've been it's been a real chore to watch them. So it has. And see what Lennon came out and said after the game where he was impressed with that second half performance. What game was he watching? Hibs were even worse in the second half. I know, like, Motherwell um, were much better than them. Yeah, um, they were. That was, yeah, it was a big result for them, mate. It was. Um, and Hibs just, they I don't know what it is right now. Um, I, I don't know what's went wrong at Hibs this season. I really don't. Um, it's, it is alarming. And if they don't make the top six, I think Lennon will either get sacked or resign. Because I think, the, I uh, think he'll sack him. I think he'll resign. Yeah, because Neil Lennon, he's done, to be fair, he has done uh, a good job, in my opinion, at Hibs. He has he's done a good job. Got them playing amazing football last season, but then it's just not worked this but season at all. Do you think he's taking Hibs as far as he can? I think that is uh, a legit I thing. Do you think he has? I think so. Like, he's not going to get top four this season. Um, that, like, that's out of the question. Top six, like you said, is very questionable now, like seven points adrift. Yeah. Um, that means you would need to give him another chance outside the top six. Um, obviously, after the season, they're not getting the top six, so they won't get a top six. So that means you have to give him another season when. Failed to European football, failed to win a trophy. Um, I'm not saying Hibs to be winning trophies, but they should certainly be in semi finals and um, at least looking to get to finals. Yeah, do you know what I think what Lennon's going to do? He's going to put all his eggs in one basket for the Scottish Cup. I think he's just going to go full throttle over the Scottish Cup, and that's I think that's what Hibs are going to be looking for this season because they know their only chance for European football is the Scottish Cup, and we all know how much the Scottish Cup means to Hibs. So. They'll be going full throttle with that, I reckon. I reckon so. Obviously, Hibs, um, they like obviously last last they've been in Europe like throughout the last few seasons. Hibs have been one of the Scottish teams in Europe, and to not get that this season after they've kind of almost come to expect it now is um, is not good enough. Um, and I think if they don't get it, Lennon, I think I think he'll resign. I think it's, they need something fresh. Lennon's done amazing, like you say. He's, yeah, I agree. And you honestly, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised, even if he does get top six, then he'll just he'll just go at the end of the season, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a good chance that could happen. But there's a uh, there's a lot of rumblings uh, going on uh, just now, a lot of rumours about uh Hibbs being linked with Jason Cummings. Um, because obviously it's not really worked out for Cummings at Peterborough. Cummings started off really well at Peterborough, but he's only scored I think six or seven goals this season. So, yeah. and the the rumours are that him uh, Peterborough might cut his own short. I think that's a possibility for Hibs. Do you think Hibs need someone like Cummings? I think you need a Cummings definitely. That kind of goal scorer is obviously knows the Scottish game. Um, but I don't know if the fans would like him. Obviously, he's, he's became a big kind of cult figure for Rangers now, and he's quite vocally said he wants to come back to the Rangers and how much he loves them. And he's basically just kind of forget, forgot about Hibs. So I don't think the fans will be too happy with it. I think he'll he'll get like kind of a lot of stick. But in terms of the player he'll be getting. I think it'll be a good move. 
Yeah, so it is a possibility to me. I think it, as you say, it is a possibility it would not work out because um, we all know Cummings has a lot of issues, as we've seen, um, with yeah. him smashing up a TV in his living room and etc. Yeah, but yeah, as you were saying, Bill, the Hibs fans react positive to him. I, I actually think they will. You know, I think if he scores the goals for Hibs, I think they'll forget the fact that he's a big Rangers fan now and he wants to go and play for Rangers. I think they'll forget about that, you know. But... Cummings would be an asset for Hibs, but will Hibs try and go for him? Do you think they want to try and strike a deal with um, Nottingham Forest? I don't know. I don't know, but it's uh, all speculation right now. The window shuts in around uh, a, week. Uh, yeah, a week, so yeah, if they want Cummings, they better get him soon, you know. <laughs> but exactly. yeah, Motherwell, well, that was a big result. Um, that was a big result for them. They played some decent stuff, um, so they did. Mate. I, w- I was impressed with them. I was definitely impressed. And Big Turnbull, t- he took his goal extremely well. Yeah, it was a great finish, yeah. Um, and Motherwell, they, they created a lot of chances. It could have been more, um, but they got the win. That's all that matters. And I think, obviously, when Strauss McCormick gets up to speed for them, that's, that, that's, that's a brilliant signing. Aye. And they need to build upon this, get him fit, get him scoring goals as well. And they, they could really turn their season around. What did you make of that Ross McCormick interview with the BBC during the week? Um, where he was saying there's a lot of politics within English football and Aston Villa uh, were the only club ever to say that it was a bad apple. Uh, and he was saying that he was very low in confidence at Villa. He felt as though he was not wanted and he was just miserable there. But now, moving to Motherwell, he feels like he can get his career back on track and get his confidence uh, back as well. Yeah, I mean, I can certainly get his... Motherwell is a perfect club to get his confidence back and I 100% agree with that but yeah, I, and you know I can agree with the politics in England I think there is a lot of that there in Scotland it's more about the football um, and obviously England is all about the money and this and that and a lot of egos um, but I think he does have an attitude problem like the fact that he says well I don't know let's say he's got this problem I think that's nonsense I think throughout his career he's been a bit of a, a, bit of a bad boy if you will a bit of a Joy Barton figure Um and uh, he does have an attitude problem. Like, I remember um, when Steve Bruce was at Villa, um, he said he couldn't come to training because his gates weren't working or something. Yeah, that's uh, that's poor. That is poor. Like, he's a great player, but 100% has an attitude problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you wouldn't expect that from a senior pro. He's around about 32, 33. Senior pro, spe- he's an experienced player. He's been about the, uh, the game, so he has. He's played in I mean, the Premier I'm League. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's the Championship all-time goal scorer. And he, he was... Uh, He's went for quite a lot of big transfer fees as well, mate. That's like twelve million or something. He went to Villa for madness, you know, and he's not exactly. I don't know. Do you think he's lived up to the transfer fees? Well, like I said, he's he's a. I think he's all team goal scorer for championship. So I mean, that's a hard league, and that says quite a lot. I think if he maybe had a better attitude, he could have been very, done very well in the in the Premier League. Um, for that kind of mid, mid middle uh, middle of the table club. I think he could have done better, but in terms of his goals in the championship, he's, he's done amazing. But he wanted to get trophies and maybe test himself in the Premier League. He could have mm. maybe sorted out his attitude. Regardless, so that's uh, a good signing from Motherwell, I think. Regardless, yeah, he's gonna if he gets up to speed and he gets game time, um, he'll that's a, 
Yeah, exactly. Just give Ross McCormick the service, and I think he'll do okay up here. I think he'll be fine up here. But yeah, we'll move on. Celtic beat uh, St Mirren 4 0, mate. Um, I Celtic back to winning ways after that old uh, firm defeat. And I think it was expected, mate, if I'm being honest. Obviously, they're up against a. <laughs> I'll say it how it is. A really poor St Mirren side. Um, St Mirren's sitting bottom in the league right now. They've been terrible all season, but yeah, can only beat what's in front of you in Celtic. Played some decent stuff, scored four goals, uh, and kept a clean sheet. So, yeah, if, uh, good result for Celtic overall. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, I think it was a, there's question marks over Burke. I mean, he's, he scored two no goals doubt. last night. Yeah, he's at, no doubt about his ability at all. But it's better if, if he gets that confidence, if he can get consistency. Um, and he's hit the ground running. He's obviously scored two goals. Um, Timmy Fuey got on the score sheet as well so that, yeah exactly like that's about the positives from Celt- for like Celtic's point of view obviously um, they got the three points and our uh, new signings uh, got on the score sheet too so yeah it was a very convincing performance mate St Mirren offered absolutely nothing nah. they offered zilch honestly they were really I, poor I remember like this, uh, last season when St Mirren were a top championship they were, they were running it they were absolutely amazing um, and I thought, you know what, this team can do something. They can remember I was raving about them. I said, oh, they can definitely get top six, blah blah blah. And they've been absolutely terrible. I think you can't blame on Jack Ross even like that's that was ages ago. You need to move on from that. Yeah, exactly. Do you think it was a bit harsh, mate? Sacking Stubbs when they did. I think it was around three or four games into the season. They sacked him. Do you think that was a bit harsh? Do you think you should be given a lot more time? I, think, I don't know. I think as soon as you lose the players, I think. That's yeah. it, regardless of how long you're in the job. I think if you lose the players, that's it. And he did lose the players. But I think Warren Kearney um, was totally the wrong appointment. He was and he, he was a part-time manager in, what, in Northern Ireland, was it? Yeah. Um, and he'd never had a professional job. I mean, he was a gym teacher. Um, and that was totally, totally the wrong appointment. And he needed someone who was an experienced manager. Someone like Jim McIntyre. Jim McIntyre would have been perfect. Someone like that, um, or maybe Ray McKinnon, for example. Someone like that, no just Scottish game inside out. Not someone who's come over here for a professional full-time job. Not a semi-pro manager. Bath, like, you know, like... Bath for appointment. Yeah, that's too much of a jump up. I said at the time, I was like, right, this is a bizarre appointment. You know, and St Mirren, I don't see them getting any better. I genuinely don't. Uh, yeah. They'll go down this season. Um, 100% they'll go down, yeah. They'll go down. Uh, they just, there's no real quality in that team. When I look at that team, there's no creative drive in the final third there's nothing that really stands out so yeah really bizarre appointment and I think uh, I definitely see a bleak future for, for St Mirren um, due to yeah. the appointment that they made uh, that's for sure but yeah on Celtic um, it, what, they played some decent stuff last night the story they did they looked very comfortable very confident um, Callum McGregor missed a few chances um, but I think he can get away with it. He's obviously been amazing this season, been a, probably one of the best players. Yeah. Uh, Sinclair getting back in the score sheet with another penalty. Oh, I know. Um, and what do you make of that? Scott Bain uh, started last night, Craig Gordon yeah. dropped. Do you think this could be a regular occurrence? Um, well, if I was a Celtic fan, uh, I, I would hope so because I think Scott Bain, uh, you want to start getting him games, and if he is to ultimately become the number one once Gordon retires or gets released or whatever. Um, I think you need to start to look for your, get your game time in for your next goalkeeper, and I think I think it is the end of the line for Gordon. No, nope. I think he makes he probably will start the next game, right? But I think they're starting to phase him out now. Mm-hmm. 
And like we said, we've been quite critical of him, but he's had a few good games recently, Gordon. I think Bain, he's made five brilliant saves against Airdrie. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, he's Scott Payne's a very good keeper, and he could easily, if Gordon wasn't there, he could easily be Celtic's number one right now anyway. Um, so I think we will start to phase Gordon out um, in the next coming months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that will be the case. We've been saying it for a long, long time. Everyone that listens to the podcast knows uh, me and Ben's thoughts. I know me, Ben. <laughs> or me and Matt's thoughts, sorry, um, on Craig Gordon. Or oh, Ben loves Craig Gordon for some bizarre reason. Oh, no. I don't get it. But yeah, obviously, everyone listening to the podcast um, knows me and Matt's thoughts on Craig Gordon. Uh, he's not a good keeper, in my opinion. He's well past his best. His best performance for Celtic. And a long time as old firm game uh, in the twenty ninth where he kept it at one 0 Um so <laughs> aye, um it's I think it's the right call, mate, for Scott Bain to come into the fold right now because yeah, he's I've I said for a long time, I don't think he's a a, a brilliant standout keeper. I don't think he's Celtic class, right? But he's solid. He's you know, he's a wee bit like West Fodrum, right? Fodrum is not a phenomenal keeper, but he's solid and he's a safe pair of hands. He's a safe pair of hands to have. Yeah, uh, in the sticks, in my opinion, do I, I definitely think Celtic can get better, but for for right now, for the time being, I think Scott Bain is the answer for Celtic. Going yeah, forward. I mean, if they're looking to get someone better than Scott Bain, that's fine. But I, I don't see any problem with Scott Bain. There's no point. I don't think there's any point in getting a keeper in right now in the January window. I no, would I in the summer if I was Brendan Rodgers. That's if he's yeah. still there, by the way. <laughs> if I was if I was Brendan Rodgers uh, in the summer, I would fork out if the board your money I would fork out uh, a large sum of money to get in a top keeper that's what I would do yeah maybe like a Fraser Foster or something like that someone like that you know um, yeah because I've said for a while Fraser Foster I would I would bring him back to Celtic that's what I would do yeah. so I always thought he was a top keeper I still think he's a top keeper so yeah that's what I would do if I'm being honest mate so um, anything else that you want to touch on before we move on to the fixtures um, I was about to touch on obviously that, that Timothy Weir I, I had his, my doubts about him but I think to be fair he was a class we player I think he would have got a, a good player on him and he won't, he'll only be here to summer like, I think PSG kind of want to get him in their plans or maybe want him out to maybe uh, higher quality but I think I had my doubts about Weir but to be fair he looks like a good wee striker mm, yeah and so but all we need to obviously talk about uh, Aberdeen they've had uh, a surgeons so they have recently mate they have, yeah. they have. Um, they have. Uh, they. I don't know where it's came. It's came out of nowhere. It's came out of nowhere. Right. I know they drew with uh, Stenhouse Muir at the weekend in the Scottish Cup. Poor result. Don't get me wrong. It was right, but they bounced back well last night with a great result uh, against Hamilton. One two now. So yeah, like Aberdeen on the right. He's came out of nowhere. He has, mate. Uh, he's in good form. It has to be said, mate. And. Um, I don't, like Aberdeen, they're they're right up in the top four. I think we're joint points. Uh, Rangers are joint points for them as well. Yeah, we're joint points for them, forty-two points. Um, which obviously start of the season we were saying, oh, Aberdeen have got no hope of getting top four. Um, um, they're they're, they're totally out of it, but they've proved us wrong. I think you have to give Derek McInnes lots and lots of credit for that. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, yeah, he's definitely done well so far because we obviously have our concerns about him. Uh, this season and especially in the final third but right now it seems like Sam Cosgrove is their answer <laughs> yeah Lewis, Lewis Ferguson as well but yeah he is a, he's a talent mate so he is he is a talent he's got a big future he has got 100%. a huge future so he does he's going against his old club as well oh okay, I know I know 
Um, but yeah, obviously, Derek McInnes and Sam Cosgrove got a uh, player and manager of the month uh, for December, so they did. Yeah, so, absolutely fair play. They deserved it. Yeah, I could not agree more, mate. But what what did you make of uh, Aberdeen overall against Hamilton? I thought it was a very comfortable, solid performance. And they, and going to Hamilton, playing in that plastic pitch, it's quite tough. And Hamilton, in the past, have been a bogey team for Aberdeen. Uh, but Aberdeen turned up, got the result, and uh, three points, clean sheet, very convincing, uh, you know, and played some decent stuff. Exactly, I mean, that's what you can last for away from home in a stadium like that. Um, pitch like that is to get three points, decent performance, solid performance, and they've done exactly what was asked of them. Oh, yeah, I could not agree more, mate. Um, but that's the thing. Oh, correction, sorry, correction. I said it was 2 0, it was actually 3 0. <laughs> we correction there. Um, but yeah, overall, mate, um, Hamilton as well. Just uh, the same old, same old, isn't it? Yeah, same old, defy, same old. Defy logic. Uh, they'll stay up this season, I have no doubt. Um, that goes down to, obviously, the players, the, the board making intelligent signings with the, the little to no money they've got. Uh, Martin Caron, obviously, he's, he's not an inspirational manager, but he knows how, he knows how his players, he trusts his players, they trust him, and time and time again, the shock isn't stay up <laughs> yeah I could not agree more mate I could not agree more but yeah that's the thing Aberdeen are they're right in amongst it right now so they are uh, they're <laughs> definitely they're definitely um, surprised me but the question is can they keep this uh, good run going because they've got Greg Stewart back they've got Greg Stewart back right um, so that's a, a positive for them and obviously it didn't really work out last time round with Stewart at uh, Aberdeen because Greg Stewart is his natural position is a, a number ten. He can play a number ten and he can play up top, right? But Derek McInnes was playing him out wide. He's playing him out right. Time and he done, he's doing it this time now. Yeah, Again. which is odd. But the reason Stewart wanted to go to Aberdeen was because he felt as though he had unfinished business there, which is fair enough. And he thinks that he like he's got more of a chance of winning something at Aberdeen than he does at Kilmarnock. So. I, I, but the question is, mate. No, like, see, the thing is, though, I actually think he's got more more of a chance of winning something at Kilmarnock than he does Aberdeen. Don't you I agree? That's the question. That's that's the question, yeah. question I'm throwing out there. I actually think that do people actually think that he's got more of a chance of winning something at Aberdeen than Kilmarnock? I mean, imagine Kilmarnock able to win the league. I mean, he, he would still get a it would be strange because he would still get a medal because he's played enough games. But you don't want to be there to. With the trophy with Kamarnock and that be part of the celebrations, it'd be a, a very strange one. Um, I think yeah, Kamarnock is a much better team this season. I think if you look at our performances and form, Kamarnock are more likely to win a trophy. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So, is there anything else you want to bring up before we move on to fixtures? Uh, I don't think so. I think we've, we've covered most things. Ah, fair enough, mate. So, well, uh, obviously, um, Celtic versus Hamilton at Parkhead. Uh, uh, I think maybe four or five now. Oh yeah, obviously Hamilton against Aberdeen, they were not convincing yeah. at all. Obviously Aberdeen beat them comfortably three 0 and uh, they didn't really offer a whole lot. Didn't really cause Aberdeen any problems, and Celtic obviously they'll be looking to continue. The obviously they're they're winning ways after um beating St Mirren so convincingly, uh, convincingly, and uh, Hamilton they're just that's going to be a real tough ask for them. I'm yeah. going to say it'll be, uh four 0 Celtic win. Um, Dundee and Motherwell Dundee and both that'll be yeah both teams one. with uh, wins over the Edinburgh clubs so yeah both of them will be looking to continue yeah. this running uh, this winning uh, run so how do you see that one going that'll be tough I think one each 
I'm going to say it will be 2-1 Dundee. Um, Hearts versus St Johnston. Hearts versus um, that'll be a, that'll be a tricky one f- um, for for the Jambos. Um, St Johnston obviously they're they're kind of fifth now I think they're kind of getting Mate, up credit where it's due by the way. Like St Johnston have been going around, uh, going sorry going about their business very quietly, doing a good job. So yep. they are like they're, they're. I think they've got a great chance of making the top six this season. Yeah, I think Michael Halloran coming back to them obviously. Well, Halloran plays well for St Johnson. He plays well for Tommy Wright, so if he plays like he has in the past for St Johnson, that'll be a good sign for them. Um, I think I fancy St Johnson. I think they'll win one or two 0 Yeah, it's, yeah. Obviously, Michael Halloran come back. That's a positive, and it seems like O'Halloran and St Johnson are perfect match for each other. So yeah, um, that's a big plus for St Johnson having him back because. Remember when he was on loan uh, last season at St Johnson? He was, he he was, was amazing. Yeah, like, he was doing really well. He was buying games. in the goals. He was playing with confidence. And it seems like Tommy Wright is able to bring the best out of uh, Michael O'Halloran. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say, obviously, Hearts will be looking to bounce back. Levine coming out and saying that he's willing to drop four or five players for this game against St Johnson. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to say it will be... It's at Tyne Castle. St Johnston, they are a very solid outfit. They're very difficult to break down. Quite similar to Kilmarnock. I'm going to say it will be 1-0 St Johnston. And, uh, yeah, we'll move on from that one. And the oh, big one. Big one. In my opinion, game of the weekend. Aberdeen versus Kilmarnock at oh, Pataudry. That is going to be a, that's a massive game. Um, oh, I can't. Also based on Kelly's performance like, against us uh, uh, last night, Aberdeen played well as well, but Petodre off. Two one Kelly. And it seems like I don't know what it is, right? It seems like Aberdeen actually like Aberdeen have got a good record over Kamarok, so they have they've got a, they've got a tremendous record. Um, it's gonna be a very interesting game. That I am going to say it will be. One each. I think it'll be one each, if I'm being honest. Um, it will be... It's game of the weekend. It will be... I it, Obviously, Kilmarnock are, sit, are sitting second. Aberdeen are sitting fourth. It's going to be a tasty fit shot. See, for uh, our sake, as Rangers fans, we should be hoping it's a draw. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like that. that would be ideal for us. Um, but it'll be a, an amazing game, either way. Yeah. And uh, St Mirren versus Hibs. Both teams uh, low in confidence right now, I would say. Um, St Mirren are, as we've just touched on, really poor. Hibs, I, I don't know what's going on with Hibs right now. They're far too inconsistent. But I think Lennon will be wanting a big reaction because St Mirren's sitting bottom of the league right now. That is a, that's a three points for Hibs, surely. Neil Lennon should be expecting nothing less than three points this Sunday against St Mirren. Yeah. I can't agree more. I think I think I've got enough to get through this game, so I think one 0 Hibs. I think it'll be two 0 Hibs, and ooh, Levy v Rangers. Last time we went there, mate, Rangers got beat one 0 Yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a real tough fixture, mate. It will be because that our pitch. Away, our away performances this season have been. Yeah, dreadful. our away performances this season have been dreadful, and that pitch. Let's be honest, that is a twelve man for Livingston. That is. 
hellish to play on. So it's going to be a real tough game, mate. And if we win that, I'll be over the moon. Because regardless of what you think about Livingston, right, I know they've been poor recently, right? But going to their ground and playing in that pitch is it's a, it's a tough ask. Uh, but I think we'll get it done. We're not going to play well. We're not going to play well whatsoever. Nah. But I think Rangers will win 1-0. We'll edge it. We'll edge it. And it'll be a Morelos goal. And yeah. Yeah. I, and, I think we know as well. Yeah, and we need to be... And we need to be, be much more creative than what we were on Wednesday night. We need to be much we more creative. We cannot play... We, exactly. We cannot play that diamond. Simple as... We cannot. We cannot. If we play that diamond, if we play that diamond, we are not winning that game. Surely, but surely he'll know better. Stephen Gerrard, I think he'll know better. Hopefully, he'll realise that is not a system that can work, and that's not a system you want to spend like use again. Actually, that's not a system you want to use again against Livingston. You don't want to you look like against a team like Livingston on that pitch. No, I would. I would just either go four three three or four four two. Either one. Yeah, either one. I'll be happy with. Yeah, um, and I swear. I swear if I see Joe Worrell on that starting lineup, I'm gonna pull my hair out. Oh god. <laughs> um yeah, honestly, see if he starts yeah, a Sunday, yeah. it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me also, but honestly, I don't know what Gerard has I don't know what he sees in him. I'm I've heard rumours obviously in the past, I've discussed in the pod as well that in this contract he needs to pay a, play a certain amount of games. But you know what, I'd break that because when you look out for the when you look at it for our own club, we cannot, we cannot start him on Sunday. Mate, see if I'm being honest, I don't really buy that rumour. Because Gerard seems like that type of guy, like, I'm not, if a player's playing bad, I'm not going to just play him just because he's, like, that. I'm not going to be following some sort of clause in his contract. Maybe, like, even if he is playing bad, or uh, I still need to play him. No, I don't think Gerard would go for that, if I'm being honest. I hope not, but for some reason he picks him anyway, so... Yeah, he does see a lot, and I, know, I think he definitely... Sees a lot in him, and like, let's be honest, right? When I seen that he was starting World, I was fine with it, right? I think most Rangers fans were fine with it due to how well he played in the old firm game. So yeah, we were all hoping, as I was saying, we were all hoping that he could build on that performance in the old firm game, you know. So that's why I thought it was a like starting World, and it was fine. But also hindsight is twenty twenty, and it was yeah. not the right call. Yeah, but um, regardless, I think one 0 I, I, hope, I don't care about the performance this, this is not about the performance three um, points. this is just about getting the win yeah it's all about the three points mate it's all about three points this Sunday but we've got an exciting weekend of SPL, SPFL action so we do and uh, I'm looking forward to it mate I'm looking forward to it so is there anything so else you well. want to add uh, before we head off uh, um, yeah one thing I'd like to obviously mention obviously like the terrible news about Salah and he's playing yeah. Um, that's why I get out of there. I think that was obviously get my condolences out. I think that was a terrible thing that's happened. And um, hopefully, if they're not going to be found, I hope the bodies get found um, so they can have some peace with their family. But I just wanted to mention that. I think it's a terrible thing that's it's brought the football all together. Yeah, I could not agree more, mate. It's heartbreaking news. Absolutely heartbreaking. The condolences, obviously, to the family and the friends of them. Um, shocking news. Really, really sad. Tragic news. And uh, it's heartbreaking, it really is. But um, until next time, guys, uh, take care and we will see you soon.